hello again, and welcome to another episode of Super Turbo 64, the podcast in which two friends talk about the fine art of video games. I am Jason Vandervoort, and I am joined by... Jeff Ross, that's me. That is Jeff. And in a Super Turbo 64 first, we have a third guest. We have a new challenger. Sean, would you care to introduce yourself? Hello, I am Sean Bisky. Yeah. So, Sean is a friend of ours that Jeff and I have known for, oof, gosh, probably <laughs> uh, 15-ish years, I'd say. You know, it's a, we've known each other for it's a very, there. very long time. Mm-hmm. That's right. We used to, you know, hang out at uh, plays when we were back in school, mm-hmm. you know, doing theater mm-hmm. stuff. And, yep, yep. We were all theater kids. Yeah. That's right. And, yeah. And yeah, Sean still is heavily involved in theater to this day. We have a local uh, community theater that he is a fixture of. Almost tries to get an, an appearance in just about every show. He's very much involved. I mean, every so, show is a bit of a stretch, but I try to do a show a year at least. Right. I don't know. I know there was the recently where you saying. were you know, trying to do a whole bunch of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was one where I tried to do all of their shows in a year yeah that was it was close it was close yeah how many did you miss uh one just, just one. the one mm. mm-hmm. bummer you were so close to a record so close to greatness oh uh, well now so close you'll never live it, it down happen yeah <laughs> all right so as usual you know we're gonna kind of just cycle through things and just kind of talk about uh what we're playing right now um jeff Let's start with you. What you been playing? Yeah, I just finished uh, Doom Eternal the other day. Nice. Um, you know, I I played Doom 2016 um, when Doom Eternal came out, and uh, I ended on a bit of a cliffhanger, and I'm like, all right, I'll go in and buy this the next game, and played through that one, and uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. It was uh, more difficult for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, That's kind of uh, what I keep hearing. Yeah, it certainly leaves a uh, leaves you with a bit of a challenge. Um, I found that you know you get better as you go along. I suppose that happens in most games, but this time uh, I started another file on the next difficulty up just uh, to try and keep going at it. You know, because it's not like the longest game, but it's uh, something that I wanted to keep playing. So. Right. Most That's... shooters aren't super horribly long, like 10, 15 hours, maybe. Something like That's that. That's a pretty long campaign, honestly, for most shooters. I'd right, say yeah. closer to 8 to 10 hours. That's fair. Yeah, I know, like, the COD shooters, those usually run pretty lean and mean. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. How about so you, Sean? I've also been... Oh, go for it, Jeff. My bad. No problem. I've been also been playing some Animal Crossing, of course, still going at that, and mm-hmm. um, restarted Mario Maker 2, you know, yeah. with the new update that came out. Right, they added that update where you can, uh, where you actually are able to build full worlds. That's right. Have you started so making been... a world yet? I have not made a world, but I've played a couple. Okay. You kind of going even... through ideas of what a Jeff world might be? You know... It's uh, It seems like a big project. I'm not sure if I'm going to actually build my own. I just like uh, the fact that I can play other people's and mm-hmm. have a little bit more 
Super Mario World nostalgia going on. Yeah, exactly. Because it definitely uses that art style. Oh, for the world design? <sighs> yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So, yeah, Sean, what have you been playing lately? Um, well, I'm super big into JRPGs, so let's see. Uh, not too long ago, I finished Persona 5 Royal. Nice. Which was mm-hmm. so great. Definitely the the definitive way to play Persona 5 now. Right, absolutely. Um, recently finished Trials of Mana that just came out as well. Phenomenal yep. remake. Uh, I would say the first good remake in a long time, but... Final Fantasy VII's remake came out too, and a lot of people seem to like that. Yeah, I've been Can't hearing really a bunch of friends talking on that about one, it. Though, so, right, I keep like I've never played any of the Mana games, but I've always <laughs> just kind of been aware of them. You right, know, so it's been kind of something that I've considered, and but like between the remake of Mana and also uh, the remake of Final Fantasy VII, it's just mm-hmm. I have I have no idea what to explore next when it comes to jrpgs and i'm still going through persona 5 royal myself i'm really not mm-hmm. that far but i've just been taking it uh so slow and just mm-hmm. know, i've been caught up with some other other games as well it's good to take your time exactly I mean, as long as as long as you enjoy the experience that's what matters right and you just started trails of cold steel absolutely i did mm-hmm. i haven't gotten too far in order to really delve into how much I enjoy it just yet, but so far I've been having fun just wandering around beating beating stuff up. So Yeah. Mm. I'm, getting I'm very excited for this system. journey that you're on. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's quite fun so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the PlayStation is having their big in Japan sale currently, and both Sean and I, we suffered heavy losses from the uh, <laughs> big, big in Japan sale. I am such a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Jeff just kind of sitting back, like, yeah, yeah you guys I'm, can just wallow in it. Bunch I'm of hoarding memes. my wealth like a dragon right now, you know. Yeah. Just uh, looking at these Japanese games and saying, no, you cannot have any, not a coin, <laughs> uh, not one red cent. Yeah. So Jason, what have you been playing lately? Yeah. So um, I have also been playing Animal Crossing. Actually, just over the weekend, I uh, unlocked the uh, the terraforming aspect of the game. So it's like, ah! yeah, so kind of depending on who you ask, I've either beaten the game or I've beaten the tutorial of the game. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of hard to tell which is which. Because, I mean... a two-week-long tutorial? Yeah, basically. <laughs> or a month, really. Yeah, for uh... real. Yeah, when I think I, think I looked at my uh, playtime of it fairly recently, I think I... Like, 65 or 70 hours is where I'm at. And, I mean, um, Techie, she's been playing it uh, quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, between the two of us, you know, we've put quite a bit of time into it. And it's like, you know, when, um, you know, you unlock the terraforming after your island gets a three-star rating. And then they uh, convince K.K. Slider to come over and do a concert. And kind of like classic Animal Crossing fashion, when K.K. does a concert and you listen, uh, the credits roll. Because it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's Animal Crossing games aren't necessarily ones that have a defined endpoint, so they need to find a way to put their uh, credits somewhere. And so they just kind of did it with uh, K.K. Slider. So, like, I mean, I've, I've seen the credits of the game, and I've, right. you know, kind of experienced all of what you'd basically consider the main story to be. So 
I don't know. Maybe this is a, the post game, or who knows? Maybe it's I would just say the, you're uh, in the end game now. Yeah. Yeah. Much like it, a Tony Stark. Exactly. Yeah. No. This this does feel more uh, end gamey. I suppose. That's uh, right. Yeah, especially because like about half of my villagers turned to dust recently. <laughs> I would definitely say I'm in the end game. Like, yeah, about half. Yeah, about half. Yeah, I was just randomly talking to one of my villagers, and they were just about to give me a piece of furniture, and then, poof. I don't feel so good, Mr. Jason. <laughs> That's the cardio. <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> oh no. They give you their little catchphrase first, and yeah, right. It's kind of. I don't feel very yeah. good, Waddler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Outside of um, Animal Crossing, I finally, um, a bit, finally found a visual novel that I've uh, gotten to be able to enjoy. It's called a uh, World End Syndrome, and uh, I mean I've always been kind of fascinated by visual novels, but I just really hadn't found the one that really clicked with me. But I've been having a lot of fun with this one. You, uh, like. You play as a kid who has come to this uh, kind of remote seaside town, and he's, like, kind of grieving the loss of his sister and whatnot, and he's just, like, trying to coast, you know, through this summer. He just really has no direction, and he meets, like, this group of people who are, like, investigating local legends and whatnot, and he just kind of falls in with them because he really doesn't have much else to do. And so then you just go through this, basically these couple of months that he's on, like, throughout the summer, and you're basically trying to kind of solve essentially a mystery together and you know you've got those elements of like bonding with various uh, members of the cast and there's mm. a bunch of different endings that you can unlock i've seen two endings so far and i have uh i have no idea how many there are but uh i don't know it's a it's a really interesting feedback loop that these visual novels do so i've never really played anything like it before so i'm very fascinated by it you know, and Sean once likened Persona to being having that uh, that bit of a visual novel style to it as well. That's yeah. about the closest I've ever gotten to it. But Sean, you played a few visual novels, right? To have something that's so compelling in them, that's why I enjoy playing ones like Phoenix Wright, which has the whole trial and presenting evidence one, or mm. the... Danganronpa games, which has the whole class trial aspect. Then you also have uh, the Utawawi Rumono games, which have a turn-based strategy aspect. And then you got Persona 5, which is a turn-based RPG. Right. Okay. Yeah. It had kind of been like that, you know, I had, um, you know, really kind of, like, digging into Persona, like, when I first started loving it. And, you know, I had heard some people kind of liken it to, like, having visual novel qualities. And that kind of started mm -hmm. getting me remotely interested into the genre. But I hadn't yet found a game that really kind of, like, clicked with me the way Persona did. And mm -hmm. I know it's kind of like an apples to oranges thing, in a way. But, um, but I still was really excited to start exploring the genre. And right. World End is, like, kind of the first example of a visual novel that I've found that, you know, makes me really kind of interested and actively engaged. Um... I mentioned that uh, big in Japan sale that Sean and I both recently experienced. And, uh, like, I bought a couple of those visual novels that he actually just mentioned. I got Danganronpa and um, the other one, whose name I'm not going to pronounce because I will butcher it. It's so hard. It's the only... 
they say it so quickly because it's they they have Japanese voices and they say it so quick and I could not possibly hope right to ever speak in such a manner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, picked up Danganronpa and that other one that Sean mentioned. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be uh, I'm interested I'm to see like you. you know after uh, World End Syndrome is kind of finished to see I don't know where the genre takes me after that. And you know, there's another game that we've all been playing together recently, and that's Overwatch. Mm-hmm. That Smash is, yeah, Brothers. Overwatch oh, is the darn. big and one. Sm- yeah, Smash <laughs> Brothers. It's right. the Smash Bros. of shooters, you know. Over- that's actually not horribly inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> they both have a Donkey Kong. That's they do. What matters. Yeah, every good yeah. game needs one. But yeah, yeah. That, is the, uh, that is the topic for uh, this week's episode, is the three, like, the three of us... We play a whole ton of Overwatch together, so it's like kind of with the thing with the uh, with us each kind of recording uh, from our own home. You know, it's a uh, what's nice is the fact that we're able to include other people because you know then we don't have to worry about the mic setup. So that's why we were able to kind of get in, in touch with Sean, see if he wanted to do an episode with us, and what better game for the three of us to talk about than Overwatch, which is the game like the three of us have probably collectively together have put the most time into. As a collective, that's probably, that's got to be it, you know? Yeah. It would either be Overwatch or Smash Bros., you know? I'd Ooh. say in person Smash Bros., but online oh, Overwatch. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, that's right. That feels accurate. But yeah, I don't know where to start with Overwatch. Like it's uh, we play it. We do. Yeah, <laughs> we welcome. we play start the start with the beginning. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Came out in 2017. Is that right? That sounds about right. Uh, gosh, it's a uh, yeah. Time flies, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Look it up quick. Time flies when you're escorting payloads. You know. Yeah. <laughs> It's like um, while you look that up, Jeff, I'll uh, I'll I'll keep people amused. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, you came out in 2016. Damn it, I was going to keep people earlier. amused. It's <laughs> the Google uh, search, man. It takes did. five seconds. That's fair. <laughs> but 2016, um, that's yeah, that is wow, a really long time that's ago. Four years ago now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of many games that we've been able to keep engaged with it for that long a period of time. Right. Like, Overwatch is just kind of... It's found itself as kind of that staple game for the three of us to play. Like, you know, if we just kind of want to, like, chat and play games for a couple of hours, you know, it's just like, Overwatch is what we lean on. It's a very flexible shooter. Yeah. That's right. It You have the option to play competitively, but it's also got some casual gameplay modes that mm-hmm. and we definitely take part in the casual side of the game. Right. We tried briefly to be competitive, but uh <laughs> didn't really quite work in our favor. Actually quite the successful competitive player. Ah. I'm um I'm a diamond level in Lucio Ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, we me and Sean, we are diamond level Lucio Ball. Yeah, yeah, if right, you want to yeah, include so... yourself, that's fine. I mean, if you want to talk do. about how I you really rode do. on my coattails, <laughs> I mean, that's cool. <laughs> Everyone that's needs a good goalie. Exactly, know. yeah. Oh, and I was not a good goalie. So... Neither was I. <laughs> Thank oh you. my god. It takes practice. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? 
I'm not either. So we just relied on our rando. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that frequently ended very poorly. But, right. you know. You or on the, the rare occasion that I joined you guys for Lucio Ball, which was not all the time. Um, yeah, it's... I remember being, like, it, for me, the game came out of nowhere. I didn't know it was really a thing until it came out. And yeah. then, uh, like, just, it looked super fun. And I ended up going uh, to a cabin for a week, the launch week it came out. And I, like, spent too much of my time <laughs> just watching people play it on the internet. Like, oh, I gotta get this game. Right. You know, this... <laughs> Seems so cool. Yeah, I think it was kind of a similar thing for me. Like, I really didn't know much about it. And, um, you know, I've never really kind of kept my eye on that style of shooter. And um, when it was coming out, um, my pal Cody showed it to me. And so he showed me Overwatch and Battleborn at around the same time. And so there was a brief mm -hmm. moment where I was just like, I was not sure which game was which. <laughs> and there was also that period of time where they had essentially melded into the same game for me. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, like once I had my, my PS4, it, it really did not take me very long to pick up Overwatch. And, uh, yeah, I've basically just, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time with the game like there's, a, there's something about its mechanics are just so fundamentally sound that it's just i don't know it just is a joy to play the game is one of the most polished games i've played i think yeah. and, you know it's just in terms of animations and uh sound design and like mm -hmm. just the mm -hmm. whole design of the stages you, you end up with this like beautiful game but uh it's also pretty balanced and they also make sure to update it over time constantly updated which is one of the things that really i think helps keep it alive even now right yeah for sure they've Those uh, seasonal events you know right mm -hmm. and that the seasonal events that's so nice like we can have not played it for a couple of like a month or so, and then it'll be like, "Hey, this event is coming back. Do you want to?" The event brought us back in a multiple times. Exactly. Yeah, like I mean, mm -hmm. you you just try keeping us away from Overwatch during the Halloween event. You know, it just <laughs> like we're gonna be there. Um, yeah, and it's just, and with the balancing, it's just like, and like the, the like characters have gotten redesigns, and there's new characters constantly being added, new maps, new mm -hmm. game modes. It's just like you can come back to Overwatch after a while, and granted, it it doesn't feel like a different game, but it's just there's enough different that keeps you continually engaged. Oh yeah, and like absolutely, and those balance changes can. After a while, they can make it so that even uh, low-skill chumps like us can play Overwatch. <laughs> oh, especially low-skill chumps like us. Uh, that, you know, uh, that's something that we deal with once in a while, is uh, people 
that message us or talk to us. And that's basically why competitive failed for us. Yeah. If you want to be successful at competitive, you have to communicate with your team. And if right. you have to communicate with your team, you have to have extremely high tolerance for douchebags. Um, <laughs> Which I do not. And, uh, I do not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's no fun. So, no, uh, just the other day, I was playing the uh, the illustrious Bastion character. Uh, <laughs> He's super hard to play. And some rando messaged me that I was low-skilled, bottom-feeding trash. No, chump. Yeah, I was a low-skilled, yes. bottom-feeding chump. Probably meant and, to say uh, trash. That then be. he called me something-something uh, trash afterward as well. Oh, okay, so uh, he did like, say <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was fun because you just n- there's a little bit of extra spice of flavoring added to your your Overwatch meal when you know that someone else is salty because you did something easy. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, if it was a teammate, it's less it's less fun. But since it was an opponent who was very <laughs> upset that you were destroying them, right. It's it's, uh, it's ideal, it yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good time. Uh, I can I can understand the appeal. Means <laughs> <laughs> um, you doing things right, right? Exactly. So um, as you can imagine, uh, I have not received such messages <laughs> because you got to play Bastion, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You really don't get messaged that much when you pretty much always play healer. When you play support in tanks, yeah, it's just not common. Right. Yeah. That's right. No one pays attention to you, which I like. I'll take it. Yeah, for real. But yeah, so... No. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. Uh, well, yeah, com- you know, we did dabble in the competitive scene, and we even, the three of us, participated in a small competitive tournament in uh, <laughs> northern Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And it was a is a unique tournament too because um like you would imagine that most like an Overwatch tournament would be like 6 on 6, six. doing you know the uh, standard uh game modes but this tournament was um using the 3v3 uh elimination mode which like it just so happened that you know that was already a mode that the, the three of us hey, were playing and enjoying There are three friends here? Yeah. The, exactly. We can and do so that. right. And so leading up to the tournament like when we found out about it Oh my god, I, I think we, we were exclusively we playing day. Elims for, I have no idea how long. Every day up until the tournament. <laughs> Basically. Uh, I, I, we rarely took breaks. Right. I, I cannot think of a time where like I trained harder for a tournament, I think. <laughs> um, and it paid off. We, we won a couple rounds, you know, yeah. um, and that's fun to yeah. win. Yeah, we made it to the we, the semis or something, right? No, oh, we didn't make that, it to the semis. They, I think yeah. we won like two two matches and then we got knocked out. Mm, I there thought, was I quite a few ter- teams that entered, <laughs> and we did we did better than we were expecting. I think we were expecting to lose like immediately. So. Right, right. And we pulled we pulled a couple good round wins out of our butts, which was really nice. Right, absolutely. And what was funny is like I feel like to a certain extent we became like a crowd favorite slash underdog. <laughs> um, oh, thanks to our team name. Exactly, yeah. We, uh, when we found out that we had to, you know, come up with a name for our team, you know, we didn't have an awful lot of time, so we decided to call ourselves uh, Satan's Golf Buddies. 
and uh, it's it's really fun to hear someone announce your team uh, over the PA system when you're called Satan's Golf Buddies, <laughs> because then you get to see basically like everyone like kind of look up, recollect what they just heard, and then to start looking around to say like, who are the people who have that name? <laughs> Us, you know, the complete think, hams over here. Basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you're selling it short, Jason. I, I think it's a fantastic name. Oh, I yeah. No, I, we... I absolutely love it. Like, I, I would, um... <laughs> yeah, if if there was another opportunity to do an Overwatch tournament, yeah, Satan's Golf Buddies oh, would absolutely. be out of retirement tomorrow. <laughs> we also had pretty uh, silly, like... Uh, team compositions. Team composition names and yes. compositions in general. Yeah. Right. And that was a. Uh, I feel like that helped us a lot. And they were not conventional. <laughs> right. <laughs> not conventional strengths. Um, perhaps teamwork was our greatest strength. Exactly. <laughs> teamwork and uh, friendship. And that's why we lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, in, when you're playing Elim, you know, you have, like, a relatively short amount of time to kind of pick your next character, you know, just so that they keep the action moving fairly quickly, especially because it uses a round structure. And um, so we tried to kind of circumvent that by, you know, going into it, we had, I don't know, maybe, say, five, six teams. I want to say five or six uh, set team compositions yeah. that we had, and, and none uh, of the characters were reused, so that way we could go through multiple multiple yeah, rounds iterations yep. yes exactly <laughs> yeah so then and that then was that nice way we could switch something up if we lost the first round because if you go into the second round picking the same composition you could expect to get countered so you have Absolutely. to determine whether or not that risk is worth it right usually right. not so we right we created yeah i think it was five six teams mm -hmm. you know oh my gosh i wish I should have thought of this before. I found the sheets that I was writing down uh, our team compositions. Oh from my goodness! Years ago. Did you, know? you really? I was like, <laughs> I tried thinking about those names earlier. The only one that I could remember was Satan's harem. There's a so lot of Satan imagery is... apparently in our team <laughs> yeah. naming, but we happen to be satanic. Okay, is that <laughs> a big deal to you? Um, the uh, Satan's harem was Zarya, May, and Symmetra. Nice. Uh, it was. Um, so that was a fun time. We had, uh, like, Big Pharma was, uh, Roadhog and Pharaoh and Mercy. I forgot <laughs> about Big Pharma! Big Pharma was fantastic. No, so, and we, we had a couple of, We won um, constantly with Big Pharma. That was, like, one of the ones we'd bust out if we felt like winning a round. Right. Just like, mm -hmm. yeah, start off strong. And we had a couple of inversions to Big Pharma, and I think it largely focused on if we had Roadhog with us or not. I think there was a... Right, there was a, like a, uh, a Reaper version yeah. instead of Roadhog. And I, I wish I remembered what the, what the name was for that. Some other pharmacy uh, variation. But exactly. Then there was like the tank squad, or the turtle... Something turtled up. Yeah, Team Turtle. With, uh, team Turtle, there we team go. Team Turtle was correct, yes. Now, that okay, was so... Arissa, Anna, and Torbjorn, if I remember right. Nice. That's it, yep. 
Yeah, and so it was just so fun. Like, it it felt very legit, you know? And because the setup that they gave us was really legit, too. Like, it it was... To, to use the phrase esports, like, it had a very esports-looking setup, you know? And so um, yeah. we were able to... We each, you know, had our own TV um, with our own, like, nice headsets and whatnot. And so the three of us, you know, as we were going, you know, we were able to really... Commu- like, in a round, so we could, like, all right, let's switch this up to Team Turtle. And so, like, by having all of these team compositions and just the setup, it just... It felt so legit, you know? And it, it was... <laughs> Uh, it was just. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. Absolutely. Th- that and tournament. We also played some other games at that tournament. The three of us. Uh, we yes. had Street Fighter Five and Super Smash Bros. Yep. Uh, yeah. Four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. The days before Ultimate, and uh, yeah, the street. Like I think that Street Fighter Five tournament. That was really one of the first Street Fighter... I think, yeah, that was the first Street Fighter tournament that I, I want to say that the three of us, you know, actually participated, participated uh, in, in together. Yeah, and Jason got second place. I did. If I remember correctly. Yes, I did. It was, it just, was cool. Yeah. I, I don't remember who was the final person that I went up against, but it was... Uh, was it another bison? I was another bison or... Gosh. I remember there... Like the the main player that I remember going up against was a cami player, and mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I historically struggle with the cami matchup, it's just really difficult for me. Um, like a lot of people did around that time. Since yeah, he was the strongest character. That's fair. Yeah, because yeah, that was early on in Street Fighter V's uh, life cycle, and yeah, cami was, <laughs> as you said, very very strong back then. But um. Hmm. Yeah, but it was still yeah. like really great tournament, and uh, and then we also, like you said, we got to do uh, Smash Bros. Four, which, and that yeah. was like we all lost to a child. We did this, this <laughs> a child who played Ganondorf. Yeah, and annihilated us. Yeah, uh, you know, well, it was, I didn't get to be part of that, like, but right. Oh sure, um, I got I got taken out earlier than that, so. Mm. We had it was a different tournament because it started off with a free for all for uh, you know it would have four people in a match and then whoever won would be go on to the singles matches. Right. And so I lost my first singles match to that kid who ended up winning the whole tournament as Ganondorf winning a switch. Ganondorf. He was probably like eleven years old. <laughs> it was crazy. The kid was a a wonderkind. Yeah. I wonder if they still play Ganondorf to this day. I, I hope so. You know? Yeah. I f- didn't he, like, he, his brother was also in it, and that's when he switched to, like, a more professional character, like... I think he still oh, schooled him with Ganondorf. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. finals, the, the, yeah, the finals were him and his brother. Nice. <laughs> hmm. Fantastic. So, well... Um, no, it was a good time. We ended up trying to go back to that tournament a couple of years later, uh, last year, and yeah. ended up being a complete failure. <laughs> that uh, more people went to that tournament than I think they expected. I right? Guess, yeah, but, yeah. It's it um, became the the venue and tournament since has become just you know way more successful, which you know really good for them. But like the venue. It just really straight up can't accommodate it anymore. Right. 
So, but missed yeah, out. Man. But we still still gave us, you know, I don't know. Like, that particular tournament is just filled with extremely fond memories, and many of them f center on Overwatch. <laughs> That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think keeps you coming back to Overwatch? Is it that evergreen thing that it's like is it the fact that other people play it or is it that it's being updated or what do you think hmm well for me anyways um it's a game that we've been playing very frequently we all have it at the same time it's very easy to just pick it up and play it we're familiar with the game enough and you don't have to play it that much to to really know what's going on. And there are plenty of characters that you can play that even if you're not good at shooting, you can be good at Overwatch. That's right. Reinhardt, looking at you, my friend. Yeah. You got Reinhardt, you got Mercy, and yeah, yeah, there are Mercies who, of course, will use their gun from time to time, but it's not often a necessity. Yeah, it's uncommon. So you got Mercy, you got that, you got Moira. You really don't need to aim with Moira. <laughs> um, I feel like with Winston, you're pretty much in the same boat. You can just mm -hmm. hold R2. Brigette's in the same boat as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was funny the other things. night. Yeah, the other day uh, I was complaining, don't you hate about just getting R2 to death by... I was talking about Moira, then the play of the game was me holding R2 as briquettes, and, you know, Jason called me out, it was suitable. Bring it back. It yeah. was, yeah, it was yeah. a beautiful situation. <laughs> yeah, I think what keeps me coming back, I mean, there, there's definitely that element of, you know, like, it's the game, like Sean said, it's a game that all three of us have, which, um, surprisingly, there aren't an awful lot of those. You know, even though the three of us, basically, we all have the same uh, systems, but uh, as for the same games, especially multiplayer games that the three of us can play together, that list in itself is fairly short uh, in comparison. Aside from fighting games, we have very little in common in that regard. Right, right. And so, you know, having Overwatch, you know, there is just this really nice kind of foundation, and um, because of Overwatch's uh, continual... Uh, evolution over the years it continues to be fresh enough that you know yeah that we can go back to it after you know maybe not having played it for a couple of months and there's something new for us to experience which keeps the game very much uh, energized and there's Absolutely. so much variety in between the characters like you guys were describing that um like you can be playing overwatch and you'll be like yeah i've been playing healer for a little while and then if you um want to play DPS or a tank, your role within the match can change just dramatically. And mm -hmm. so then that in itself will also keep invigorating you to play the game for longer. And it's like, it is just, it is very, very common for the three of us to be playing it and for me to like look at my phone or my watch and I'll be like, Jesus, where did these four hours go? <laughs> oh my God, no kidding. And it's like, something about it is just like, really that one more game mentality you know yeah like games it's are definitely got a gameplay loop to it exactly but... like the games are short enough that you know you're able to just like get right back into it you know without really much thought 
And mm-hmm. uh, I, I know it's a little different for competitive because it focuses on uh, some more set play aspects. Right. But um, matches can actually take quite some time in competitive, depending on the match. Right. Right. But uh, and then How there's do you think even it just like the. To, uh... Go ahead, Jace. Finish your thought. I was just saying, like, and there's also just like the uh, the gameplay modes that uh, aren't always there. You know, like they'll oh, have those sure. uh, like those missions where it's kind of like a like a tower defense sort of mechanic, or you know, something that is you know pretty yeah. different from its uh, standard fare. And it's like they kind of tie it into some sort of storyline that the game is doing and. It's interesting because, like, Overwatch doesn't necessarily have a story mode, or at least it doesn't yet. But um, there's so much storytelling that is going on in and around the game. And plus, like, the uh, digital shorts that you can watch, like, on YouTube. So, like, Mm -hmm. there's storytelling and lore that is everywhere around Overwatch. And so... Like, it's a really interesting way to keep your, your player base engaged First, like, for a game that might not necessarily keep them, like, emotionally attached to the characters, I suppose. Like, they find mm-hmm. ways to get you attached to them. That's right. Those, uh, they've got comic books, they've got uh, the shorts, they've got the storytelling uh, videos as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's just more direct narration right um, and now they're coming out with overwatch 2 in uh it was supposed to be this year i thought but uh you know with covid19 everything in earth has been delayed for another year or so basically yeah um so with overwatch 2 are you guys looking forward to it do you plan on playing the story mode uh yeah i do you know i'm uh I would definitely say, you know, I'm um, I'm invested enough, like, in Overwatch, like, in its story and the lore that it's trying to, to give us. And, um, like, I kind of have this feeling of, just, like, we've put so many hours into the game. And yeah. the fact that the developers are g- trying to give us something um, fairly radically different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, I, it, I admit that it's got me to be pretty intrigued as to what it might be. Uh, and also yeah. just like how do you transfer overwatch's uh like gameplay cycles into a single player thing yeah i really am curious about that how is how are they going to manage the different characters and how like is it going to be just like the pve but for 10 hours or what how about right. you Sean do you plan on playing overwatch too i'm definitely interested i probably will sit on it uh for release until I know mm-hmm. more about it. Mm. Right, right. Yeah, that's fair. Which is always wise, you know, wait until those reviews come in or until people have something to complain about or not. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, considering I make plenty of bad decisions when it comes to RPGs, uh, every once in a while I have to sit on my hands. So. Right. You know, not a bad idea. Yeah, honestly, I mean, we've all, we've all kind of jumped into a game... Um, probably a little bit uh, too early, you know, before kind of letting people say, like, hey, you know, this may not necessarily be all that it's uh, uh, cracked up to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes that happens 
hilariously late after the game comes out. I'm looking at you, Jeff, for buying Battlefront 2 2019 or whatever it came out. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, they I changed it. quite a bit I of that. Bought, they changed it. They updated it, and I, it was still Battlefront 2 at the end of the day. <laughs> Fair. Um... Yeah, I I mean, I think that I like the story in the universe of Overwatch enough that I'm going to want to play Overwatch 2, and right. I hope that they have some sort of, like, uh, <laughs> expansion for Overwatch instead of just having to buy, like, a $60 story mode or something like that, but... I'm fairly um, sure that's what it is. I think, like, you know, people can buy an Overwatch 2 game... You know, and then they're able to, uh, and it basically is just like, you know, the new stuff plus everything prior. Or if you have Overwatch, it might just be kind of um, an expansion. At least that's what I've that's what I've heard. You know, it's you you won't really know until the thing comes out. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're like. I feel like there are certain characters in the game that if the whole... I mean, if... I'm thinking this especially about, like, Genji. Um, if you played, like, a ninja shooting game as Genji, it seems like it would be a fun game, you know? Mm. I just like the mechanics of that particular character enough that uh, you could probably make a decent campaign out of it, but then you also have the other, like, 28 different characters to pick from, and uh, you can make, like, I feel like there's a lot to be gained out of, uh, a game where you could turn into a little turret or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, seeing these characters in a first player, one player situation is going to be, uh, pretty intriguing to me at least. Yeah. Yeah. Not every character, I don't think is going to be able to make the transition to a single player thing that well, like... I can't imagine how they'd be able to make something super engaging for, say, a majority of the um, healers or tanks, you know? Right. Just because, yeah, so much of their kit is, you know, they are support, you know? And yeah. by nature, they won't be able to... I, I can't see them being able to create a real leading role sort of situation to them. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you could, I mean, yeah. like if you were playing as Baptiste, you know, would you have to be just guarding a bunch of people as they're trying to fix, I don't know, a broken thing in the game? Like, I mean, there's a lot of story stuff and ways where they've got um, various characters who are part of, say, the Talon organization. And mm-hmm. so you could have a few things where they've got... Um, covert ops between several of these Overwatch characters, and maybe you could pick which one you want to play as for different perspectives. So, I could, I could see there being things like that, but I definitely feel like some characters are going to have an easier job than others of getting adapted. Yeah. For sure. But I'm still so, just going to yeah. be, you know, I'm still always basically interested in seeing when the developer especially when they've got something that is known to work and they still want to try something very different. You know, I always got to give people credit for that and, you know, respecting the try. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, you know, Overwatch has changed a little bit, but this is definitely its most dramatic change, the mm-hmm. introduction of a story mode. Yeah. 
you know, which makes me all the more excited to kind of just be uh, still playing the game after four years now. Right. Man, time flies. It really does. It's just... Oh, yes. Oi. <laughs> and, I mean, when all's said and done, probably after we're done recording, we might play some more Overwatch. <laughs> like it's... I, I, might? I, I'm down. I mean, yeah, I'm down. I can't talk about it this long and not, not play it a little bit. It's just right. like talking about Smash. It, you can't not yeah. play Smash Brothers afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> and let's, let's talk about Smash Bros. for a little bit, because, yeah. you know, uh, we've got time... This uh, I I think uh, I joked earlier that Overwatch is the Smash Bros of shooters. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Smash Bros is the uh, Overwatch of fighting games. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you know that's really funny. I uh, just earlier <laughs> today, I was thinking to myself <laughs> about the possibility of an Overwatch character being in Smash Brothers. You know, it's theoretically possible they do have Overwatch on the Switch now. It is. It's really hard to say that it's impossible when you see characters that, like, Snake get in. You would have never expected to see Sonic get in, you know, until he got bought. Right. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't right. have expected to see ten Fire Emblem characters in the game, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. I think that maybe the first four were unexpected <laughs> right the um, final six were just like it's... please stop <laughs> no more yeah and it, yeah it's a bummer because byleth the newest smash uh fire emblem character added to smash is probably the most unique fire emblem character they've added and i don't know Robin's pretty different. also quite yeah. different i suppose but it's like but by now, you know, people are so fed break up with away them. from the sorties, right? Right, exactly. But by now, just there's so many Fire Emblem characters, like just people were just enough. Especially it's, since people, you be, like have that against the backdrop of all of the it. other really, really good characters that have come out. Like this season pass has been mm-hmm. so fantastic. True. That's right. The season pass inspired me to try. Persona 5, which ended up being a great choice. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was stoked about Banjo-Kazooie. Yes, yeah. I was. I mean, hey, uh, <laughs> Banjo got in. We got we got Terry Bogard from King of Fighters. I'm so pumped about that. When Snake from Metal Gear got in. Come on, like, would anybody have been actually expecting that back in Brawl? No, when they were announcing no, no, new no, characters? Was... Or nobody shot. saw that coming. Right. And then, like, probably after after Snake and Sonic, seeing Cloud is really wild. Right. Yeah. You know, someone who is basically, you know, an icon of basically the PlayStation, you know, being on the Nintendo. That's even wilder still. An icon still. of the PlayStation and an icon of the genre that's probably the farthest from the fighting game genre, the JRPG. Yeah, you know, you maybe you could say that, uh, but that, that's just the fact that it's all tactical and story based versus like action and non-story is my point. But Cloud made it, and he, they did a good job with him. Mm-hmm. I oh, think yeah. depends on who you ask, right? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I, I just realized while I was saying them like, you know, I never played Final Fantasy VII. That's like one of my greatest gaming sins is that I've never played that game. Uh, I don't. Helps, I guess I never I... finished it myself. Yeah, me either. Okay. You're among friends, so, Jeff. We're all sinners here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, with the way that like the remake being out and the the 
you know, the way they're treating creating Final Fantasy VII moving forward, now is probably your best time to play it. Because, I mean, you know, some of the older Final Fantasies have not aged super well, you know, mechanically. Oh, no. No, it hasn't. No, no, no. <laughs> it's just when you look no, at the uh, when you look at the character models for Final Fantasy VII, it's just they all just look <laughs> just polygons though. Yeah, they just look weird, you know. Whereas you know, I've always kind of been curious about it. Like you know, I mean, on the N sixty four, you know, they had the polygon characters, but you know, Mario and Link still have this really big sense of uh, identity. Like they still look like them, but like Cloud looks really weird <laughs> okay yeah you know Smash Bros is another game that you can just sink a million hours into and mm -hmm. you never get tired of it it's uh, I feel like I've been playing the same game since uh, in 64 days right was, you know, sitting there in 1997 or 8 playing Smash Bros. And being like, this is fun. And now, I'm still sitting here playing Ultimate thinking, this is fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. It's just, <laughs> That's all you, there is to you, it. Yeah, basically, yeah. When you're able to give your game just this sense of incredible longevity, that, you know, people are going to be in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I reckon, you know, that's uh, probably a fairly good place for us to wrap up this week's episode. Yeah. yeah. Sean, I want to thank you for joining us in this unprecedented opportunity. Oh, yes. Thank you for having me. I really me. appreciate you joining us, Sean. Thank you. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Good time. All right. And so, well, yeah. We'll um, see you next time. Exactly, yeah. Hope everyone is still kind of staying safe out there, and we'll see you in a few weeks' time. See you later, everybody. All right. Thanks. Bye. Take care. Bye.